Hey everyone, my name is Troy and welcome to the AC Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to introduce you to one of the new people you're going to be hearing on this week's podcast. That's right, her name is Rachel McKenzie and she is an elementary school teacher from Regent Christian Academy. And the podcast you're about to hear is actually a special Christmas episode with her grade three students from Regent Academy. Now, Rachel is an elementary school teacher who has co-authored children's books with Andy Steiger and helps produce children's resources for AC. She is the co-author of the Human Project for Kids books, What Am I and What Am I Worth? Rachel has also co-hosted the Human Project for Kids podcast with Reese Friesen. And we're actually excited to let you know of a third book that she has been working on with AC that is coming out soon called What's the Best Way to Live? Coinciding with her passion of teaching children about apologetics, we're actually really excited to announce that Rachel is now part of our new adjunct speaker team. So on behalf of all of us at AC, please join us in welcoming Rachel to the AC adjunct speaker team. And now for the podcast. Hi, everyone. My name is Troy, and I am excited to tell you that we are doing our very first youth podcast at Regent Christian Academy with Miss McKenzie. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Super good. Super good. Really excited to do this. Uh, Christmas is right around the corner and I honestly cannot wait to have way more eggnog than I possibly should. Yes. Oh my goodness. Christmas, I think, is my favorite time of year. I love listening to the Christmas carols that come on the radio. Mm-hmm setting up the tree, decorating all the lights. It's yes. such a magical time of year. It really is. I love I love Christmas. I get super giddy walking around. I remember the first time I spent Christmas in California and there was like no snow. They didn't do very many decorations and it was the saddest situation ever. But uh, I, that, that's one thing I love about Canada and how we, we go over the top for sure. <laughs> Yeah, and I can't wait to get out on those mountains, uh, praying for lots of snow this season so we can go snowshoeing and skiing and all of those fun Canadian activities. Yes, yes. So that that helps us get into our topic today. Rachel, why don't you go ahead and and fill us in a little bit more? What are we going to chat about? Yeah, so I'm here. uh, For those of you who don't know, I also teach grade three at Regent Christian Academy, and I am here with my favorite third graders, and we have been doing a lot of talking and thinking and learning about Christmas. So we would just love to share some of our ideas and our questions, um, because here at Regent Christian Academy, we believe in Jesus, and we try to follow him with everything that we do. And that means that the way we celebrate Christmas is definitely a part of how we follow Jesus. So grade threes, what is your favorite part of celebrating Christmas? I think we'll start right over here. We have Maggie. Maggie. My favorite part of Christmas is decorating the Christmas tree. Kezia. My favorite part of Christmas is opening presents. That's... That's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. Ashley. Favorite time of Christmas is um, spending time with my family. Nathan. My favorite part of Christmas is hanging out with family and friends. So I think I love all of those things too. Opening presents, snowball fights. We've been building snowmen here at school with the little bit of snow that we've got so far. Nathan, do you want to add one more thing? We can't do snowball fights at school. That's true. (laughs) And the reason why we don't do snowball fights at school is because at school we are all about showing love to who? Mother! 
others, right? And so we, one of the ways that we show love to other people is we don't throw snowballs in their faces. So a couple of you, I loved how your answers about your favorite part of Christmas had something to do with Jesus. So we talked about all of these great things like being with our family, eating good food, opening presents. Why do we do all of those things? What are we actually celebrating at Christmas? What's the reason for it? We'll start here with Shiloh. Why we celebrate Christmas is to celebrate Jesus's birth. Yeah, so we've been doing some thinking about this in our classroom already. And somebody asked the really good question. What day, what day, can you guys shout it out? What day is Christmas on? The 25th of? December. December. So we celebrate Christmas on December 25th. And somebody in our class wanted to know, why do we celebrate it that day? And what did we discover when we thought about that? LJ. Because it's Jesus' birthday. So when we, when we were looking at this, we are celebrating Jesus's birth, but your birthday is always celebrated on the actual day that you were born, right? So I was actually born on October 20th, so my birthday every year happens on October 20th. Does the Bible record for us the actual day that Jesus was born? No, so we aren't really sure. And like Cora said, what's kind of the clue or the reason why it might have been sometime in the spring? Do you remember? Because it didn't snow. <laughs> it probably didn't snow. They were in a very <laughs> warm place, right? Jesus was born in Israel. What city was Jesus born in? In the city of David. The city of David, that's what the prophet said. And the city of David is called? Bethlehem. Yeah, so Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And when we read the story of Jesus being born, we usually read from the version that Luke recorded in his gospel, which is in what big book? The Bible and Luke was one of the gospel writers and he recorded the story of when and how Jesus was born, but he left out the detail of the exact day. So the truth is we just don't know. We don't know when Jesus was born, but we do know that he was born born. And that's the most important part, right? And so the church, as they started to grow and more people started to learn about who Jesus was and follow him and worship him, the church decided we should celebrate Jesus's birth. We should choose a special day where we all agree that we will celebrate Jesus's birthday. And they chose December 25th, some people think, because they used to celebrate something else on that day before they knew about Jesus. Does anybody remember what did they celebrate instead? Let's go with Jesse. They celebrated like they, they did a festival to honor the god Saturn. Yeah, so it might have had something to do with the god Saturn. Is that a true god? No. No. And so before Jesus, people believed in these different gods or false gods. And the this one was really connected to the sun. And what they were celebrating was the end of the shortest days of winter and the beginning of the sun being out longer. So it was a celebration of the sun, which I think is super interesting because what is one of the names of Jesus? Our Savior. He's our Savior. Can you think of any connection to sun or light? Nathan. 
Son of peace? Yeah, well, he's the son of God, right? The prince of peace. And what about light? Does Jesus have anything to do with light? Because, <laughs> yeah. Light of the world? Yeah, one of Jesus' name is the light of the world. And he came into our dark, sinful world to bring light and peace and truth and all of those wonderful things. So I think it's really beautiful that we chose this day. And instead of celebrating these false gods or worshiping the sunshine, we instead are worshiping and celebrating the true light, which is... Now, another question that we've talked about in class a little bit is the idea or the question about the wise men. Who here has seen a movie about Jesus being born that had wise men coming to visit baby Jesus? Cora. The Star. Yeah, there's a really great movie called The Star. Do the wise men come to visit baby Jesus in that movie? And when do they come? Where do they meet baby Jesus? Kezia. They come right there but actually they came two years later. Yeah, so that's a really interesting idea. Lots of our movies and TV shows or books, or even at our school, we just did a Christmas musical and we sang a song about the wise men coming to visit baby Jesus at the manger. Is that what the Bible says? No. No. Ashley, can you tell us how many wise men are normally in the story? Three. Three. And what do they bring, baby Jesus? Seal. Gifts. Gifts. And those gifts are? Lemuel, can you remember one of them? Myrrh, frankincense, and gold. Right. They bring three gifts to baby Jesus. Myrrh, frankincense, and gold. Those are kind of tricky words to say, right? Yeah. So... The interesting thing is that we often show or we see in nativity scenes three wise men at the manger with their three gifts. But there's two details that might not be true. What are the two details that we should question a little bit if we actually read our Bibles well? Nathan. Um, the Bible never um, said how much wise men there they were and... Um, and uh, they came two years after Jesus was born. Yeah, so we read our Bibles really carefully. We read in Matthew um, and the story of Jesus there, and we discovered that it doesn't actually say three wise men. And we also were kind of reading, and we, we read about the story about how, uh, who wants to stop baby Jesus? Who is not happy about him being born? Joshua. King Herod. And what does King Herod want to do? To kill baby Jesus. Yeah, he wants to kill baby Jesus. And so he sends the wise men. The wise men visit King Herod first, and then he sends them to go and find Jesus in Bethlehem. Keziah, what do you think? They didn't go back to Herod to tell them where he was. They didn't. They just went to the stable. Yeah, and so did they really go to the stable, though? That's our question. No. So we were starting to think that probably the wise men came a few years after Jesus was born. They were still in Bethlehem, but probably if, they, if the star appeared in the sky when Jesus was born, how could they make such a long journey, like overnight? Did they have an airplane? No. Did they have a sleigh? No. no. <laughs> you sure? 
<laughs> How'd they get there? Emma? Traveled by a donkey. Maybe a donkey. Good guess. What else? Could it have been? A horse? Maybe. Shiloh? Maybe a camel. Yeah, maybe a camel. That's often how we see them in pictures, right? Yeah. Um, but either way, even if they had one of those animals, they probably also did a lot of walking. Have you ever had to walk somewhere very far? Yeah, did it take a long time? Yeah. And so we think that probably the wise men made it to baby Jesus when he was maybe a couple of years old, which that kind of starts to make sense of why King Herod, when he says, I want to destroy all of the babies in Bethlehem, he chooses, he says he doesn't just look for the newborn babies, he looks for all of the babies who are two years old or younger. And so what happens when we read our Bibles really carefully is we start to make sense of some of the details that maybe didn't make sense before. And we also want to make sure that the Bible is our source of truth because the people who made Christmas movies, they did their very, very best. But are they God? No. no. And so is the work, the movie that they make, is it going to be perfectly true? No. Even this podcast that we're making right now and the books that we read and the books that we write, we love Jesus a lot and we do our very, very best to communicate truth. But I'm a human and I am going to make mistakes and I'm going to spend my whole life learning more about Jesus. So what is the one place that we can trust to always be 100% true? <laughs> Yeah, we just had some questions about the Bible and we said we're kind of confused about the wise men and what the details of that part of the story. But by reading our Bibles really carefully and asking good questions, we were able to get closer to the truth. And is it really important to the story if there was three wise men or seven wise men? No. no. What are the most important details of the story? Maggie. Jesus' birth. That Jesus was born. What's another important detail? Isaiah. That he was born as, like, when he was going to grow up, he was going to be a king. Yeah, he uh, was promised to be a king. Emmanuel. He died for our sins. He died for our sins. Cora. He was supposed to be the king of the Israelites, I think. Yeah, the king of Israel. And so all of those things are close-handed issues. Can you guys make a fist for me? Squeeze your fist really, really tight. Okay, so we are going to hold really, really tightly to those truths, okay? Because we know that they are absolutely true. Jesus was born. He loves you. He was born so that he could grow up to die for your sins, right? And he was born to be the king of Israel. All of those great things that you said. But some things that we can hold, can you open up your fists? Okay, so if you hold something, we call this open-handed. Okay, so we're going to hold it with open hands, which means we're going to be willing to admit that we don't know and we might be wrong, and that's okay. Okay, so a question like how many wise men came to visit baby Jesus or what day was baby Jesus born, are those details that we hold with open hands or closed hands? Open hands. <laughs> open hands. And so what if me and my friends disagree? Okay, so let's think about this for a second. Let's say that I say, Troy, there are 100% were three wise men and they came to visit baby Jesus. 
And Troy says, uh, I don't think so. Should we disagree? Should we that cause us to fight? No. Is it okay? Could me and Troy still be friends? Yeah. If I think there's three and he thinks there's five? Yeah, and so that's the, that's the beautiful thing about open-handed issues. When we hold things with open, open hands, we can disagree with our friends and still love them and still be friends. Can anyone think of another example of maybe something about Christmas that we should hold with open hands? Cora. That we don't know which month or year he was, Jesus was born in. Yeah, so that's a detail that's kind of interesting, and some historians do a lot of research to try to figure out. But do we need to care if Jesus was born on December 25th or not? No, we could hold that one with open hands. Lemuel? Oh, we're just saying hi. (laughs) Okay, so I have a question for you. Sometimes Christmas can get kind of confusing because here at school and probably at church and with your families, we talk a lot about Jesus being the reason we celebrate Christmas. Do you agree? Yeah. Is there ever something, do you ever hear a different reason to celebrate Christmas? What's that different reason? What do you hear about? Nathan? Santa. Any other ideas? Keziah? St. Nicholas. Okay, so Santa or St. Nicholas are another thing that some friends, I have a friend who doesn't love Jesus, doesn't believe in Jesus, and she thinks that Christmas is all about getting presents and eating good food and Santa Claus coming to visit. What do we think about that? Are those things fun? Yeah. <laughs> are you sure? Because <laughs> you don't want to get any presents this year? You're okay with that? I'll tell your mom. she doesn't look too happy about that okay don't worry secret's safe (laughs) okay so getting presents seeing your family santa coming to visit those are all really fun things but are they the main thing no so the main thing is Jesus, right? we're celebrating jesus and we can add things like lights and what are some other fun things Trees, presents, ornaments, food, (laughs) reindeer, candy cane, pajamas, so many fun Christmassy things. But if they take our focus too much away from Jesus, if they make us forget about Jesus, that's when they become things that we should think carefully about. But if it's something that's helping us to worship Jesus more, then we can do it, right? And one thing that's interesting about gifts is lots of times we think about getting gifts. But I've been pretty impressed with you all. The other side of that coin, the other, the opposite of getting a gift is giving a gift. And as a school, we already made some gifts for people. Who did we make gifts for? Zoe? People who, in, who need Yeah, so we realized that there are some people that live in our city that don't have a home and might not get a gift for Christmas this year. And so we all came together and we worked as a really good team and we put together some Christmas gifts and some Christmas cards to hopefully give them a gift, but more importantly, to tell them the reason we're giving you this gift is because we love Jesus and we want to tell you about him, right? 
Yeah, because Jesus coming and Jesus being born is the best gift that we ever could get. And so it's super exciting to know that we can share God's love with other people at Christmas time by giving them a gift and saying, can I tell you about Jesus? So, okay, so Keziah, you mentioned St. Nicholas. What do you know about him? That he gave gold nuggets to three daughters that they wouldn't need to be slaves. Yeah, essentially. So St. Nicholas was um, a man who lived a very long time ago, and he had a lot of money, and he also loved Jesus very much. And so he decided that instead of keeping his money all to himself, he would give it away to other people. And the story goes that there were three daughters who uh, were two. At that time, if you wanted to get married, you had to have enough money to get married. And these daughters they didn't have enough money. And so St. Nicholas, he, this one story goes that he threw the coins through their window and they landed in their stockings that they hung beside their fireplace. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Silo. And also the man was going to sell one of her, his daughters to get enough money for the wedding. And then he didn't have to because St. Nicholas was so generous in giving that gift to them, right? Yeah. Um, And that story started to spread um, and lots of people started to know about the story. And eventually, as they changed his name into different languages, it became known as Santa Claus. But the idea is still that we are giving gifts and being generous with what we have. Jesse? There's a saying in Jamaica and like... It's like, it talks about like... um, says why doesn't santa who isn't real um if he was real he would give to the poor people not just the people who had stuff already so that is a really good point and that brings up a really good question that lots of kids kind of start to ask around your ages um and i would put that question into the category of open-handed questions and sometimes with open-handed questions every family makes their own choice of what they are going to believe and how they are going to celebrate. So if that's a question, if you have a question like Jesse's and you're wondering what the answer is, that's a question that I'm not going to answer because we like to answer the close-handed questions here and really focus on those. And your parents are very wise and they have some good information for you too. So if you have a question like that, we want to hold it with open hands and you can go ask your mom and dad or an adult in your life that you trust and they can tell you what your family has decided on that topic. Anybody else have any final thoughts about our conversation about Christmas? Joshua. Uh, St. Nicholas lived in a village and he made, he was like, I think he was a carpenter and he made like these small sheep by wood so he gave them as presents when he got older. Cora? They say that Santa Claus and St. Nicholas is the same person. Okay, so those are like lots of good information about the story of St. Nicholas, which if you want to do some research on, that would be great. But is that the main story that we should be focusing on at Christmas time? No. No. Whose story are we wanting to celebrate? Jesus. And I actually learned when I was doing a little bit of reading that the church used to celebrate, they had a day called St. Nicholas's Day. 
which was earlier in December, and they would remember St. Nicholas and his generosity. And over the years, it somehow got connected to Christmas Day. And that's sometimes why the day is really confusing, and we have these different traditions and celebrations that are going on. But what's most important as followers of Jesus, we want most of all to love God and love other people. And that doesn't stop on Christmas Day. And so lots of the things that you have talked about, like being with your family, um, having snowball fights, doing fun activities, going to see the Christmas lights, we want to encourage you this Christmas season to do all of those things in a way that shows that you love God and that you love other people. And so what is, can anybody give me an idea of when you are with your family on Christmas, maybe opening presents or eating good food or doing something fun, whatever you like to do on Christmas, what is one way that you could show your family or your friends or whoever you're with that you love God most? Everyone's got ideas. All right, <laughs> let's go down the line. Maggie. Talking about the history of volcanic kings. Sure, it's good to inform people of things. Talking about God. Giving um, your family or your friends a Christmas card. LJ, you got nothing for me? Nothing? Being kind. Cora? Read the Bible to other people. Shiloh? Praying for the poor. Preaching about God in the church, like Gospels. So one thing in my family that we do on Christmas Day is we usually run down the stairs and we're all so excited to see the presents that are there. But before we're allowed to open any of our presents, we read, my dad gets out our old family Bible and he reads the story of Jesus from Luke chapter two. Some years we've had a birthday cake to celebrate Jesus' birthday and we sing him happy birthday. Um, I also, I have, a, I have a brother and two sisters and the problem in our family is always, um, I wanna open the present first. No, I wanna go first. No, I wanna go first. And so maybe one way that you can show your family that you love them and that you love Jesus would be to do what? Instead of saying, me first, me first, what could you do, Ashley? You can let them go first. Yeah, maybe you could let somebody else go first. Uh, what about, and I loved all of your ideas about praying or thinking about somebody who maybe needs something more than you that you could help serve. Uh, so that is my challenge for you this Christmas. Can you find a way to love God and love other people, even in the middle of all the exciting Christmas things that we do? Okay, well, thank you guys for having this conversation with us about Christmas. Hopefully we answered some of your questions and did some good thinking about why we celebrate and what our focus is and how we can show everybody that we love Jesus in the way that we celebrate Christmas. Yeah, thank you guys so much for, for letting Apologetics Canada come here to Regent Christian Academy. Shout out to Regent Christian Academy. We're super excited to be able to do more of these. And... It, would we be able to get you guys to wish all of our listeners a Merry Christmas? We could do that? Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on this week's podcast, this Christmas Eve special with Regent Christian Academy and Ms. Rachel McKenzie, our newest adjunct speaker. We pray that this was a blessing and encouragement to you during this holiday season as we collectively rejoice in the birth of Jesus Christ and what that meant for our salvation. From all of us at AC, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Take care of yourselves, be safe, and as always, love God, love people.
Bye for now.